Welcome back to the Love, Sex and Alchemy podcast. Uh, today I have Christian Martineau here and we're, we've been just dropping in and feeling like what wants to come through. But uh, originally we're going to speak about authentic intimacy. So yeah, welcome Christian. Thanks for joining me today. Mm, thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see where this goes after our last chat, which was just amazing. Um, yeah, I feel like this could be like full power. Yeah, I feel I feel like power energy right now is is really alive in life and exploring that. Um, so yeah, let's let's see what we can bring. Awesome. Um, I was wondering if you could maybe start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and what's your magic. What do you do in what's the world? Magic. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, so I kind of look at this journey as I've had a really diverse journey, you know, corporate entrepreneurship, not-for-profit, facilitation, coaching. And when I look at that, it's like I've actually just been trying to discover who I really am in all the different spaces and places. And for so long, it was about me suffering. I'm not good enough. I don't know what my purpose is. I'm not attractive enough for that person. Um, I can't do that. I need more trainings. I need more certificates. I need to seek more. And, you know, coming to this point where you ask that question to me right now, it's like going through that journey, all these different spaces allowed me in the reflection of that to really discover what I like, don't like, who I am, who I'm not, and come to realize that I wasn't manifesting or drawing in the things I wanted, not because I wasn't good enough but because I just hadn't grown and evolved in those areas yet. And so I'm at this point in my life where I've got to a stage where I haven't got it all figured out yet for sure, but it's like my passion is just to help empower people when I see so many people feel they're suffering, not good enough, have mental health, physical health conditions, not be in a relationship with their dreams, build resentment, struggle financially. It's just I'm here to help them help them discover that in themselves, you know? So I've got a group program that's three months called self-discovery. I'm doing one-on-one work primarily with men at the moment. I'm really at both, but I really want to help men at the moment. Um, and also couples like being empowered in love. So what's really alive for me as well at the moment is relationships and intimacy. And through that journey, I realized, well, how can we have a deep relationship with someone else? How can we have an intimate relationship with life unless we have that with ourselves? And so that's what I feel the self-discovery journey has, has set me up for. And that's why I recognize I need to help people self-discover themselves first because they can't truly step into the relationship with their dreams. They don't truly know who they want to be with mm. until they discover that in themselves. Yeah, I love that. And I love that, um, that answer. You know, it's gone are the days of like the wounded healer right? It's like we can't really support someone to create this authentic intimacy if we don't know who we are and we're not like connected to our true essence, which I feel when we can pull away enough layers and, and come back to that core essence and, and, and vibrate from that place, it's like, um, yeah, that's, the, that's our magic, right? That's that authentic authenticity is and and our true essence. That's our magic. And when we can like be confident in that space and just share that in the world, you know, uh, we can create a life just being that and supporting people through that and making a living. How cool is that? Totally. Like we got the best job in the world, hey? <laughs> and 
what what came to me as you're saying that is you know something i've discovered on this journey and this is for all people out there is this fear of rejection but actually like i've discovered that we can truly be ourselves truly be in our self expression in business online with our family with our friends and yes some people will leave our life like yes some people will disappear and have to let go of that but we can truly be ourselves and be loved mm. yeah i love that and and i feel that um i've realized along the journey it's so uh, i tend to trigger people a lot like i tend to really trigger a lot of people um because i am myself and i'm okay with being loud and being the center of attention and being in all of these energies that have been perceived in our culture as a negative thing you know and when you just own that um and it's not in shadow you know that can trigger people and that like for a long time really triggered that whole abandonment wounding thing that rejection and it's like oh i can't be this and it's like no actually i'm okay we're just reflecting back the parts of people that you know that they haven't fully embodied and i'm okay mm-hmm. to 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 be in that and i'm okay to speak you know uh, when i'm sad that i'm not being fully received and 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 hold myself in that and not let that be a catalyst to continue to abandon myself and be someone who I'm not. And I think that's it. Like, you know, abandonment that comes up in any relationship comes back to knowing oneself. Like when I can know thyself, know myself, as soon as you start to enter a relation with someone and, you know, whether that is such a deep relationship with a friend, like for me with a brother, like the ability to really see each other, the ability to say anything with each other, the ability to clear, the ability to like, or, you know, with a partner, an intimate partner, you know, that I'm with at the moment. Like when you're meeting another, it's like you're meeting all their past, you're meeting all their life experiences, you're meeting all their trauma, you're meeting all their love, you're meeting all their great qualities. And that dance, the way I describe it is like, it's dynamic, it's complex, it's, you know, and to be able to navigate that intimately with like and stay open in the heart and the mind and the sex is like that is where I realize it's like, oh, this isn't just my self-discovery anymore. This isn't just all the things, you know. It's like every little bit in us is now dancing, you know, and that's it's challenging. <laughs> and that's also where like the joy and the fire, you know, of life and, and the growth is. It's definitely a um, a challenging yet quick path to enlightenment, if that's what you call yeah. it, or, you know, <laughs> transcending the bullshit and coming back to our authentic self. Um, yeah, I've always thought that, you know, like, great, it would be a really peaceful life just going up into the Himalayas and sitting with monks and meditating all day. And, like, for me, it's not really what life's about. Like, we're here to relate. We're here to be human and and not deny our emotions and desires and all of the pieces that come with being human, but find a way um, through embodying and, you know, owning all of that, find a way how to, you know, I guess, um, expand our consciousness through all of that. So question for you. (laughs) When your desire conflicts with the desire of another when your boundary you know conflicts with the the boundary of another when your need it's like 
there's this word compromise that that's just like floating in in in, in me at the moment on this field it's like yeah what do you what do you do mm. what's your take on it what's your experience of that you know how do you dance in that interdependence such a good question um <clears throat> i think it really depends you know like you were like oh your desire your need like all of these pieces it depends because i think a lot of our desires are still just these hedonistic sort of human desires that don't necessarily need to be followed. Um, so it depends on like the level of desire and the, the depth of the need for me it would depend on how much I'm willing to compromise and sacrifice and depending on the relationship too, right? Um, so if my desire was, let's say, to make love tonight and my partner was like, no, I'm really tired, I want to go to bed, I'd be like, okay, I'm okay with that, you know, because I can also meet that need on my own. If I really want to, I can, I can fuck myself, right? <laughs> but let's say, like, my desire was more of a heart desire and my desire was to be fully claimed by a man and to have a man in my life show up in full devotion to me and to commit to that and my partner wasn't willing to meet that, I would mm. walk. Because that's a that's a true desire. And if I compromise on that desire, then I'm never going to get that met. Yeah, I'm abandoning myself because that's a desire that I'm not willing to compromise on. So it really depends. I feel I've been uh, in the past really like this independent woman, like I don't need to make compromises. I'm not going to sacrifice things for anyone, you know, like I'm I'm in my power and blah, blah, blah. And that was like the biggest cock block ever. I was pushing away <laughs> intimacy, right? Like I was I was literally like had, I had a big wall up being like, this is me and this is who I am and this is what I want. And if you're not going to meet that, then fuck off, you know, and that is such a block to intimacy. Um, so what I've realized through this last year of being on a deep relating journey with my partner um, is that actually sacrifices need like in, in anything like there's going to be sacrifices and especially in relating and actually when you look at the word sacrifice it is to make sacred yeah mm. and so so some of the the things that we have to sacrifice yeah. in to be in deep intimacy authentic intimacy and to have our true heart's desires met sometimes we have to compromise on those hedonistic sexual human desires yeah sometimes mm. we have to make we have to compromise to make sacred union to make sacred partnership mm. yeah it's like a i love that to make sacred yeah, my experience of that compromise or that sacrifice or is that there's a letting go. It's like a part of my ego is letting go. And every time I choose to do that, even though there's resistance, it's like it just feels like love. You know, it feels like the expansion of love because there's less whatever my ego preference or, as you say, human desire or whatever, the temporariness of it, but to be able to transcend that, one could say, right, to let go of that and just transcend that, it allows an energy to kind of expand, I feel, in my chest and my heart, and, and then it always goes out, but it's like receiving the other. It's like, oh, just like, just, just love for you. Like all that's underneath the letting go, all that's underneath the, you know, the true desire is this, this unconditional love, this energy, this flow, right? I don't know, dopamine, serotonin, just pump going through the body, feeling so good that, as you kind of say, that transcendence, it's like an explosion of energy. 
that thing doesn't matter. Mm. You know, because it's like, well, what, what are all those desires about? You know, fulfillment, feeling full, right? Filled with fullness. And it's like that love is filled here and then full. And then it's like I get to witness the other, not through the story of, you know, me judging them. Oh, they've got this thing or they're in conflict or, you know, whatever separation I want to put in the space, I just get to receive them in their fullness. And there's moments I can think of, I don't know if my partner moment, where it's like that happens and then there's just silence and we're just staring at each other, eyes to eyes, no words. Like we've just moved through something and then there's just eyes to eyes and all it is is like receiving the eyes of love. Like whatever just happened, I don't, you know, it's, I almost forget that. It's almost like I have dementia in that moment. It's like I just forgot what happened for the last hour, but it's just love. Mm. Yeah. I love that we've like come almost full circle. You know, we've already started speaking about self-abandonment and you know what we're willing to like sacrifice or compromise and then we've come back to the like you know like for me I've been on this journey of like um what would love do you know can I when I'm like in contraction and I want to create separation and everything in my being because I'm pumped with like all of these like high emotions you know, every, sometimes a lot of my, my being wants to just push away and create separation and hide. Can I be with that, give myself the intimacy, the love, whatever I'm needing to be able to really quickly shift back into love, you know, and, and come back into like, I'm going to, what, what do I need to do right now to create intimacy again? Mm, I love that on the back of my phone, like the phone screen, it is what we'd love to <laughs> I love that. Uh, so cool. Mm. Mm. So I want to come back to this like authentic intimacy and yeah, my question to you would be what does that, those two words mean together for you? Mm. <sighs> yeah, I'll, I'll go to intimacy first. It's like... Intimacy for me is being able to get into the sensitivity of my nervous system, my feelings, my emotion. It requires slowness. It requires being present. It requires me being in peace to really just be intimate with myself, like the feelings or parts of me, my body, being intimate with life itself, like a tree, nature animals like being able to really feel them receive them you know i just this image comes to me it's like i used to be scared of bees and like want to swap them away and after i moved through that fear and come into actual connection with what they are and the sentience of them i can allow a bee to hum on me and buzz on me and like really connect with that feel the sound of it right so it's like an intimacy with life an intimacy with another you know just this morning it's a brother's birthday today and just looking into his eyes and seeing those tears kind of come through and like feeling the love feeling right what's happening like that's intimacy but it's noticing oh there's that protective mechanism of i'm being seen or something and just dissolving that mm. you know and with a partner and lover the same being able to go to the depth of all the places of our desires our values our fears whatever's coming up 
and to be able to meet that. And again, it's all the like contractions of the heart that want to come in and protect and judge and like put things in the way that I feel are like true. Like I, I, in that moment, it's like, oh, that's, that's so true for me. And then to bring in that word authenticity or authentic is I realize that a lot of the time I have a judgment or I even feel like I need to say something. I'm noticing time and time again now in conversation that they're not true. It's like how much of the human condition we are that just puts things, thoughts into my head, puts things in the way that I think are true or need to be expressed. And it's like when I actually just allow myself to sit with that for a moment, like not actually, it's like containment, not express it, not say the thing, not do the thing. And I just, I really sit with it and I have time. I come back to this place of, it just dissolves, it just transcends. And authenticity for me is not that thing. If I want to call it my small self or my scared self or my protection, like the real authenticity for me is, is just is love. It's just this unconditional love where I can see through all the stories, all the stuff. It's like those moments where, I'm going through life and I think, oh, I need to do all these things or have my schedule busy to make you know my business go well and that. And I peel it all back and I go, oh, time's not even real. Oh, all of that, those are just distractions because what I'm not facing is that there's fear in my heart. And oh, cool. If I just sit with that fear, oh, look, oh, everyone has that fear. Oh, that fear is valid. It just allows me to have a whole new view on life. It's like there's probably only one thing I need to do that entire week. Like send one message and then like, boom, that's all I need to do. And it just creates this spaciousness mm. in life. It creates this spaciousness in my heart. It creates a spaciousness in my head. But it's like those moments of sitting with all the stuff that's there that I think is real, that for me is like, that's my work. But then it's like that feels like I'm actually authentic. It's me not expressing from control or wound. It's like, that's my authenticity. Like, what, what do I want to create? Like, love. So why, you know, anything that's not that, I'm not expressing from my deep, deep, deep truth. I might need to clear the fear or clear that thought or whatever, but it's like, yeah, that for me is authentic intimacy. Mm, I love that. I feel um, that word containment has been, like, really present for me the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so it was interesting to hear you you say it as well as I saw it yesterday too I was like oh god I really need to sit with this um but yeah I love I love especially that last bit how you spoke around you know essentially in essence it's like relating beyond wounding right relating mm. beyond the masks relating beyond the conditioned roles <sighs> and coming back to the the truth and committing to that because <clears throat> yeah the the committing to to relating from from that place because the wounds and the roles and all of the masks and things like doesn't matter how much work you've done unless you're buddha <laughs> they're going to come up that's that's the that's the beauty of relating right it's like that word intimacy into me i see you know it's like the uh, the other person especially someone where you're relating quite intimately especially sexually intimate um they hold a really strong mirror for you you know they're going to they're going to trigger the parts of you that you're abandoning and denying or haven't fully um taken space up in yet mm. 
yeah and there's you know the suits there it's like you know my ego because of the coach role i play in the world it's like looking out looking out looking out and the humbling of deeply relating with my partner at the moment is like oh no that's showing me that bit in me oh that's showing me that bit in me and when you know i love that you just said intimacy into me i see it's like oh i haven't seen that bit before like and then that uncomfortability or that trigger or that thing is it's like a gift right it's it's a gift in growth it's a gift in self-awareness and you mentioned you know transcending relating from the wounding transcending relating from the the roles the roles is a really interesting one because in this navigation it's like my truth at the moment is that there's this natural polarity in women and men and you know it doesn't matter like how we identify or, or what we choose to identify but it's like the biology of it like yeah like like what is happening in our hormones, what is happening in our body, what sexual organs do we have? It just feels there's a truth for me around the role that plays. And so for me, the dance at the moment is what is true nature of the polarity, masculine, feminine, whatever you want to call it, and what is the conditioned role mm. that society is put in? And, you know, one for, the, for myself as a man is, is, is you know the the provider the protector and there's a there's an element for me of you know we're talking about heterosexual relationships for now like a woman there's a part of the woman that wants to feel she's provided from protected and that can be on multiple areas that can be emotionally spiritually and financially right and the dance for me in that is specifically around the finances at the moment it's like, hmm, how much of that is the capitalist, you know, unhealthy masculine part and how much of it is truth, mm. you know? And because there's a lot of even, it's like the question for me, the inquiry here is what makes, irrespective of gender and, you know, identity, what makes an integrated human? Mm. I love that. I love that um, inquiry around, you know, what's actually authentic um, polarity and what's the, the condition because I definitely see, um, yeah, I guess what's the word I'm looking for? I, def I definitely see the, the merging of them and the confusion, I guess, in this world of polarity. For me, I feel like um, the masculine is the holding. So I think it's almost individual as well. It's like, Sometimes a woman doesn't need to be fully um, held financially because she's got herself in that and her own masculine is onto that, yeah? So she, she may not require any of that from her man or the outer masculine, but maybe she more requires to be held emotionally and physically. So, yeah, um, you know, when you sort of dive deep into the, the polarity world, you realise that's like a lot of it is still based on these like, I don't know, I, I, I've got to use the word patriarchal sort of constructs, right? right? And also take what feels good and leave what doesn't. Mm. Mm. What was the last piece you said there as well? Because that's just totally gone from, from, my, from my mind, but I wanted to, to like dig into that integrated human mm, yeah yeah 
Is that a question for me or do you want to speak to that first? Ah, if you've got something there, like, yeah, <laughs> go for it. I saw someone, um, I'm in a, like, I'm, I'm quite deep in the, the world of polarity. You know, it's a big part of my work as well. And um, I think as I explained, you know, um, earlier on in the, in the chat around how I was holding this like independent woman sort of mm. um, role, I've always had a very well-developed masculine I guess for a woman um very ambitious very naturally like want to lead you know that's just my personality um and so often I've tend to like in the past attracted more people that more partners that uh held the the feminine pole yeah because I wasn't I was sort of like negating many parts of my feminine because she didn't feel safe you know because she hadn't healed her wounding with the masculine so her her own internal relationship with her masculine was was controlling and dominating as well um and so you know even though I don't think polarity is like the be all and end all in relating there's like so many other layers um that are probably even more important to work on and look at first, such as like the way that we relate, you know, the in their attachment styles, um, you know, the wounding around around that. And I guess that's polarity in itself as well. Um, but yeah, I, I was in one of um, the polarity groups the other day and I often read people's posts and I saw one of the women uh, in there wrote, how do I be in my feminine 100% of the time? You know, I have a business and I have children and, you know, I don't live with my partner, um, but I'm like really struggling to be in my feminine all the time. And I was like, why do you want to be in your feminine all the time? Like that doesn't feel healthy. That's just creating this imbalance and this I'm, I need the masculine externally because um, I'm denying it within myself. And I was like, for me, an integrated human is someone who is integrated internally in that, you know, in, in the energies. So they can play in the conscious polarity externally, but um, it's coming from a healthy place because they're not, it's not coming from this uh, codependency. You know, I don't have a strong masculine or my feminine isn't very integrated and she's still a little wounded. So I need to attract the external reflection of that for me to be integrated and whole. So as much as I love the polarity framework and, and all of that, and I use it very much in my my um, my business and my, my work and my teachings, I'm very much about inner union mm. because I feel like that's what it means to be an integrated human is to integrate all the different energies and the polarity within you so you can find that wholeness so you can find that fullness within and then the external reality reflects that and that doesn't mean that there's going to be no polarity it means that we can play in polarity consciously yeah yeah and that that fullness like if you close your eyes and feel that in you what does the fullness feel like in you for me it feels safe Mm. and 
yeah I don't even know why but like I know I know these are pretty boring words like safe and content <laughs> it also feels like blissful and pleasurable but you know mm. that's like the essence of it for me it's like I'm, I'm not feeling um yeah I'm feeling whole I'm feeling safe I'm feeling mm. content I'm feeling like I got myself mm. ah Yeah, when I feel it for me, it's like this. It's actually like a straight spine. And I, I feel it's like this energy from my sacral, like my chest expanding, just like what comes to me is just it's feeling strong in my manhood. Like it, it is connected to me feeling that. And the heart, it just feels like the heart is leading. The heart is open. The heart is leading the way and it's expanded and it's, it's the whole posture, right? It's like, it's the back does that, the, the stomach becomes strong and then that rises and it's like, boom. And that's this sense of fullness. And, you know, if I contrast that to six years ago when I was in a job I didn't want to be in, when I was constantly sick in and out of bed and this man came along, this mentor stood in front of me and I didn't have much awareness at that time. He just looks at me. And he goes, your shoulders drooped, you know, you need to quit your job. Boom. He, that was the first thing he said to me. And I was just like, I was like, what? Like, who are you? What are you saying? Right. But it's just like hit a truth because at that time I, I didn't know this. Right. But me not being responsible for the decisions in my life, not having the awareness, I was sick, complaining in a job I didn't want. All my life force was killed and dead. And the shoulder thing was, you know, I'm in the world of looking outside, comparing myself to everyone that had their thing. When actual fact, it was, I was just losing all my confidence. I wasn't full and whole in myself. You know, and so that feeling like, like this or that, you know, it's like so many people tell me they just want to be, they just want to be themselves. They just want to be relaxed in themselves. You know, it's like content in themselves. They just want to be able to truly express what they want to express without so much fear of the judgment. They just want it, right, to just be themselves. As you say, like, yeah, the polarity convo is great. And it's like, you know, my brain, my intelligent brain can like figure it all out and see the truth. But it's almost like let's, you know, that gets a bit heady. It gets a bit, it's like just being that, people will see it. You know, like, oh, there's some polarity there. There's, oh, there's the masculine and his power. There's the, fem you know, and it's like I just, I just get, I come back to, authentic self like that's the fullness that is where the polarity will come like whatever all healing that needs to take place right a man or woman in a confidence right all the physical stuff going on the sinuses the heart right right the womb space like that all comes into wholeness mm. i love that and what i found really interesting in the difference of our shares around how we feel in that in that wholeness within was that like mine was like very much like my feminine feels safe and she feels content and yours is mm -hmm. like i feel like my masculine power right <laughs> it's like because i yeah it's like even though i'm very much about this inner union work it's like my true essence is more feminine. Like my true sexual essence is more feminine and she wants to, well, she wants to be fully expressed and yours is probably masculine, right? But that doesn't mean that we have to abandon the other, like the other energy within us. Yeah. 
yeah and, I, and that's why i loved you know just dropping us in for a moment there so i must say sometimes the words get lost in our brains and other people's interpretation <laughs> and you know when we're like actually just being it and feeling it in it it's like you know i would imagine you know if i ask any person that question and they really drop in to their truth yeah i have a hypothesis of what would come through but it's like you know i don't it's like you just, it's just we don't need to answer that you know it's just thinking about what would people feel like what would make them feel wholeness you know depending on whatever body they're in mm. Mm, yeah i love that there was something else that just dropped in when you were speaking and now it's just gone <laughs> <laughs> things are coming in quick hey eh? yeah they around. are they come in quick and i'm like oh well, that, yeah. she's gone already <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, um, <clears throat> oh, I can't even think of what it was about. It's probably like still on the oh the containment piece. Actually, that's ah, what I really wanted yeah. to, to come back to. Cool. For me, that word containment. I've been sitting with it a little bit, and it's like containment is the masculine to me. It's like the holding, right? It's like the holding it all, and and knowing that it's like that that higher perspective of like knowing when to like express um and then on another level it's like um the containment of like how much capacity do you have to hold the intensity of emotion eros whatever energy is moving through you and whatever label you desire to give that what is your capacity to to hold that without going into wounding without running you know, and avoiding and pushing and denying or exploding and, you know, getting angry or expressing in these ways of projection, I guess. Um, And for me, when someone has that level of um, containment and discernment and ability to be able to hold um, the intensity of energy, (laughs) that we can all feel as a human um yeah for me that that is like that's safe for me that's about like that's a big key in authentic relating is like how much capacity we have to to hold the energy and be integral with that oh i have a curious question for you around that like when you say you know that is the masculine then you come back to a partnership right let's just say it's a man and a woman how does that play into that for you you know i know you're about in a union so it's like your masculine can hold that yeah but it's like what feels natural to you around you know your partner's man holding that as well like yeah i'd be curious to hear your your experience or thoughts and feels on that for sure um my experience is that um one the first thing I want to say is like I guess I've probably been on this journey um of authentic relating and and coming into myself a lot longer than my partner so I guess I had more capacity to do that um although I believe that the partners that we um yeah that we attract are just mirroring us 
So in me being like, I don't feel safe because you can't contain and hold your emotion without running or exploding. It's like, it's literally just showing me all the parts of me that still can't do that and still aren't integral with that as well. Um, But yeah, so I feel that by me being, I guess, holding a, um, what's the word? I don't want to say like a healthier masculine energy, but like a, I guess an integrity around that. I think that can, um, yeah, that can initiate your partner into doing the same. And, you know, as my feminine, I feel much safer to soften into my feminine and not feel like I have to be in my masculine with my partner. And now that he is committed to containment, now that he is committed to, holding and alchemizing and being with the intensity of everything inside of his body without needing to project it and shame and blame me or run. Mm. Mm. Ah, yeah. Beautiful. Mm. (sighs) What about you? I'd love to, (laughs) I'd love to hear um, your reflection around that, around containment in general what does even that word mean to you and what is your relationship to what I speak of around you know holding the intensity of life Mm. yeah for me containment feels like it requires me to be really grounded in life like having to do my daily practices because of the nature of my being and the work I do. I'm very open in my energetic centers. I don't know how much you know human design, but it's like I get a lot of energy and and inspiration and emotions and I'm holding space for people a lot. And so it's really important for me to be grounded and and do my practices. And when I don't do my practices, I'm a little bit more up here. and, And because my job or the nature of my work is holding space for people, it's like it comes back to how much space can I hold for myself? Mm. And then when meeting my partner and relating, right, it's like holding space for her. Yet when I'm off duty, there's like this sense of I just want to like relax, you know, like, right. And so it's like it, for me, there's like for me, there's this kind of relaxing that needs to take place. That's an integration for me in my nervous system and even in the holding. Like there feels like there's just a grip I can loosen and a, and a, and a stress response in my nervous system just to be even more relaxed in it. Yet it is yeah, I have a very strong commitment at the moment to contain my sexual um, energy and also my emotions, like to be able to not, to be, to be able to share and process together yet actually not have the relationship become about processing, like mm. with a brother or, you know, professional support, whatever is needed to get the clarity first, as I mentioned before, to transcend what all the, most of it's always right stories and just stuff that you know we need to go through. It's like can't just ignore it. Yet it's just to come back to the truth, and that's contained for me. Mm. And and you know, in the reflection you speak of, it's like yeah, there's a part of my masculine that is looking for containment in the other. You know, because there's this sense as you speak of in a union, it's like you know the question is like how much can you hold my heart Mm. Mm. and vice versa? And I can only do that for another when I can hold it for myself. Yet there's also an opening and interdependence of the opening of the heart 
is like it is like gifting the heart out to someone else to hold it you know and if a person i imagine you know the energy of like that we're like da, 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 like all like this and that it's like can you give your heart to them right your heart's going to be like do, 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 all over the place right and this is when we speak to kind of social anxiety or you know patterns that play out in relating and right versus you know containment peace holding the heart out exchanging hearts and being able to hold that you kind of feel that different energy that's just like peace calm a whole relaxed nervous system and so to speaking of in the union again again transcending a little bit of the polarity like it's it's about how much can i hold myself how much can they hold themselves yeah. and then like wow isn't when that just doesn't that feel good to just if there's peace and then you just exchanging hearts mm. I'm curious, do you, mm. do you agree or disagree with this statement? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an agree or disagree question. It's like on the, one of those sheets. Yeah. Well, what's your reflection on this? Yeah, cool. Men won't feel safe to fully commit with a woman unless they can trust that she has her own masculine pole. Oh. <laughs> Timely question. <laughs> so I don't have an answer for that yet, but I'm in the discovery of that. And I know that in the relationship I'm in at the moment, my masculine is constantly looking for and testing that. Mm. and you know when emotions are coming up in in the other or you know feminine and, and different things i'm in the inquiry for myself at the moment of because my masculine the projection or the, or the viewing or the judging is like i want you to deal with that yourself yeah and the surrender why am i i don't have an answer to that is the surrender in me is again playing into that polarity of cool that's um requiring me to grow to be able to be with that and hold that without shaming that and me surrendering some part of myself mm. part of the masculine right part of that like to, to actually play a role in, the, in a natural polarity potentially and so all I can say is, yeah, my masculine is looking for that. But can, can I grow into a, a being where it doesn't fully need that is, is the inquiry. I, mean, I, mean, I literally asked, I can't even remember the question the other day. Yeah, I think I asked the question of like in, in the flurry of, you know, the chaos of emotion. Um, I, I think I asked something like the question the other day of, is, is this something like, is this how, like, is this going to be common, right? Is this something that you need me to hold? Or like something you, like the question in my curious brain was like, if this is going to be a thing, it's like, I just need to know that to be able to integrate that or be able to hold that. And mm. so you see the dance for me is like, cool. Part of me wants that over there. But it's like that love piece, that sacrifice piece you talk about before that makes sacred 
from genuine loving energy is like a part of me that's like, do I need to grow to hold that? Because mm-hmm. the interdependence of, okay, my masculine wants you to grow over there, but the interdependence of it is, well, it's just my uncomfortability with that currently at the moment. So maybe I need to grow through that uncomfortability in myself. Yeah, um, it feels like this stance between uh, dependent, like the the uh, independence, dependence and interdependence. That's it, yeah. And the fear of falling into them again. Yeah. And I feel like, again, without, you know, getting too heady and speaking, so it's like, for me, I just have to keep, yeah, it's, it's like I don't have an answer to that. I just have to keep showing up, right? Like that's the beauty of the, it's like in the uncertainty of how's this going to look? How's that person going to grow? How am I going to grow? We don't know. Mm-hmm. And just keep leaning into that, that space of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I feel like personally, um, personally I can't really fully surrender and trust a man until I can trust that they have a relationship to their feminine. So if unless they've cultivated a relationship to their own feminine and healed their wounds with the feminine, a.k.a. like they feel comfortable being able to drop into an emotion, a plate like their own emotion and that they can hold that and that they can hold you in your emotion, then it doesn't feel safe to open to them. Mm. And I can see the, the flip side of that is like, you know, sure, men love providing for women or the masculine loves providing for the feminine. And at what point do they go, it's not safe to continue to open and commit to this person if I'm going to always have to be this to them and they cannot stand on their own two feet? Like mm. where's the, the border of like this being codependent? Yeah, yeah you, yeah, you just you just spoke something that I just felt like kind of penetrate my heart. And it's like there feels to be a it, yeah. From for my heart to it's almost like what the feeling I just got. My heart is open, but it feels like there's another layer. For my heart to open completely, and it just feels like this energetic explosion, like this. You imagine the big bang of hearts meeting. <laughs> it's like for it to go there, that it feels a truth for me that that the partner would have to have a level of integration there. Mm-hmm. Because even that question for me of, okay, cool, can I be with this, hold this? Um, while I can hold that and, and be with it and learn to grow into that, like the more, you know, I look at, nature in its true form is relaxed like there's a relaxation and for me to fully just relax my whole being and and then melt and become one and merge with my partner yeah it's 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 that you know i just get this cosmic heart explosion and making love and like you know sexual explosion i just it feels like there's like expanded possibility of what's possible from that place like you know we kind of stepped out of like i don't know standard relating resentment conflict into like authentic it feels like there's a level of just like 
you know, what's possible. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And I love that, you know, like you said, we sort of have spoke about, you know, that traditional relating where there's like no containment and no responsibility for feelings. And there's a lot of like, you know, um, I guess imploding, running or exploding to like the world of polarity, how we can explore these like energetics of masculine and feminine and what pole we're holding, you know, what pole our other partner's holding and, and does that feel good for us and does that create the level of like sexual intimacy that I actually desire? And then it's like the the part beyond that, it's like can we even transcend this idea of like needing to have this certain polarity with this other being and just like create in a union and have a relationship to the two polarities within us and have a relationship to the two polarities within my partner. So it's like, it's not just me, me and my feminine relating to my partner and his masculine. It's like my masculine relating to his feminine as well. Mm, yeah. Mm. And I feel like, you know, all these, these masculine feminine dynamics and all the bits, it's like we need them and we journey with them. And then for me, there's this feeling of like, you know, it's the feeling of when we work through our staff and integrate that and da, 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 there's this feeling of, again, like melting and merging into each other. And it feels like innocence again. It's like returning to innocence. So letting go of all these concepts and ideas. And it's like this, yeah, just this innocence of, I just get, you know, Adam and Eve, like before eating the apple, like <laughs> just the innocence of before maybe even language for what gender is and what, you know, all this other stuff is and the trauma there's just this returning to innocence and I just see lots of light. Maybe that is enlightenment, you know, through sacred union. Yeah. Mm. But it's like, for now, we just have to go on the journey of <laughs> undoing all the bits. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's like using, utilizing all these different frameworks and teachings and um, yeah. Understandings of relating to until we get to a place where that doesn't actually feel applicable anymore, you know, um, and maybe we've moved through the wounding or we've moved through this or come into a level of like deeper integration within us that we don't even need to like use those frameworks anymore. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, get, I just keep getting, we return to our true nature, you know, and it feels like in this life there are, you know, to expand the context, our souls have a different, all of us are in different things. Like a woman in a woman's body is meant to be masculine this life to learn a lesson. A man is meant to be in his feminine this life to learn a lesson. You know, like us, us two right now, you know, we're not the whole world, right? A man might be meant to go meditate for, for you know, his whole life this time to, to go, you know, to that. And it's like, but for me, you know, and, and, and you, it sounds like my soul just, it's it's just so lit up by the, the possibility of the journey to enlighten, if you want to call it, but through relating and through it's it's I feel like it's like a dance, like it's the ability to dance through life. And for me, it's it's poetry too. It's like the sharing, the word, the love. It's like it's like I feel like sometimes my life is just poetry in motion. It's a song, it's a dance, you know, and then to be able to like do that in the physical too, to dance in that way. And to, to be the expression of that, it's like, wow. You know, how about that for a life context? First, the old, wear the suit to work, work nine to five, live for the weekend, move through some resentment, 
drink some beer, watch some TV. Like, that's great. That's fine if people are doing that and they're content with that. But for me, my soul is like, I want to dance in life. I want to script poetry, but not on a stage. Like, I want my life to be, you know, the poem. Mm. So beautiful. I feel like before we wrap it up, like a nice place to finish would possibly be for you and then maybe myself to share a little bit about, you know, how do we get to that level of authenticity in our relationships? You know, for someone listening to this and they're just like, this is all great and I sort of understand what you're talking about, but, like, I have no idea to even how to create this type of relationship you speak of. Um, Yeah, do you have any tips? Yeah, so it's... You know, these these words that come to me is like people we want to like it's we want to attract our ideal partner that's like one step and then two the second step is create the relationship of our dreams like it's a creation and while we may see it as that i'm attracting them and i'm creating do you know the realizations i've had and what i witness is you know when i back in the day i was like there was i played it safe in relationships and nothing wrong with the people I was with, but it was just like, I just, part of me deep, probably deep down, it was unconscious at the time, knew I didn't want to be with them, but I played it safe. And then I'd find myself in conflict. Oh, like, how do I not upset them? Oh, how do we, right? And then it was like the people I was really drawn to always had a partner. The people I was really attracted to, I always played it safe. I made sure I was in the friend zone. Again, all unconscious. And I realized that to, to get to this, this level or to, to bring us in that relation, it's actually about ourselves. Like we have to evolve to become the vibrational match for the person. We have to evolve to a stage where we become the match for when we're actually in the creation of the relationship, like we're creating it from our authentic self. It's like where we are in power creating that. And then another is in power creating that. Right, so, but because I, I would be past these people and think I'm not good enough, not attractive enough. And when I went on the empowerment journey, unsuppressed my sexuality as a man. Yeah, go into the bush and do the warrior work and tap into my warrior. Right, go into high schools and understand what young boys are going through to understand what my inner boy is going through, the teenager in me. Right, father son camps to understand what the qualities of the father are. It's like I have to go on my journey to discover all these parts of me as a boy, a man, a son to a mother, right, to take the key from under her pillow to claim my power back, the mother's role in letting go of attachment to allow the son to enter into his manhood, right? Unless I'm going on that journey, I'm going to keep attracting this toxic thing here or someone that needs me for this or projects onto me for this here because their projection is a gift. It's showing me, you know, what I'm mirroring to the world. Mm. And so the advice for me is not to go on hinge and keep looking out there. I mean, have fun, go on some dates, but not to keep looking out there, but to actually be with that person. We can't be in the wrong workplace. Mm. We can't not be in our purpose and expect to attract someone that's in their purpose because what we're looking for, we want, but we need to be that. Mm. They're going to walk right past us in the street. If we've got our shoulders drooped, we're not alive in our sexual energy, if that's what you're looking for in a partner, like whatever you're drawn to in the partner is bring it back here and look. And that takes going, doing inner work, whatever that may be for that person. And, mm. you know, just speaking to, to men for a moment, 
it's, uh, you know, I've worked with a lot of women, probably it's mainly around the masculine, I feel. It's like a lot of the women come to me, it's like they need structure, they need a lot of even divorced women. They look, you know, it's like in their life, they've helped grow their children, you know, the children have grown up and then they've divorced. And then it's like their partners provide a lot of the financial elements or different things. It's like they don't know what to do and to step in that new, new lease on life, right? Younger women too. It's like I give a masculine transmission. But for men, it's both. It's like for men, it's, it's, there's, it's both journeys. It's the feminine for me that I feel is going to really come through because it's the sensitivity. It's the attunement. Yeah, these men can go and be warriors out in the bush and, and be in that, that warrior essence, right, and, and the fire and the thing. But it's like the next level for the man feels like the heart because it just feels like a truth for me that a man is truly led by his heart. And that takes sensitivity and attunement. It takes breaking down barriers with brothers. It takes brotherhood. It takes trust and safety there to end all the competition stuff. And then the ability to actually know what a woman needs. Yeah, I love that. I so agree. I feel like that's that's what I was meaning before when it's like I can't trust a man when they're denying their own sensitivity. Yeah, I love that. And and I agree. Like I really love the way you say it. It's like be that vibration, be the person who attracts that person. And I also think that you know how you're like oh you know don't just keep going on hinge dates or whatever it's like I feel that it depends on why you're dating like if you're seeking a relationship and out there dating all the time because you actually have a deep fear of aloneness you know then stop and be with your aloneness because that's actually blocking you from meeting the person and being you know that vibrational match for that person whereas if you're very happy to be in your sovereignty and do all the work and you're like yeah but I'm just doing the work by myself to become that vibration and you're just actually using that as an excuse to not get out there and start dating and actually practicing all the stuff then go and date because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see a lot of my like friends and a lot of people stuck in that they're just like yeah mm-hmm. yeah like you know I'll, I'll probably start dating next year it's like next year <laughs> what you actually don't like there's there's a certain amount of work that you can do on your own and then you need to actually start relating to put that into practice to actually see that reflection of all the other pieces that you can't see and work on on your own yeah it's it's a paradox isn't it It one person needs to not go on the app one person needs to go on the app and (laughs) and as you kind of speak to it's it's about where we're coming from yeah. You know, if we're seeking outside of ourselves because, you know, constantly looking outside to fill a void in the gap, yeah, go in, you know, and, and there was a period for me, it's, you know, if I, was to, if I was to summarize, you know, you ask the question, what does a person need to do to create relationship with their dreams, be it, it is to do the self-discovery journey. Mm-hmm. And that self-discovery journey for one human might be going on as many dates as possible to be in the reflection of different humans to understand what I like and don't like what I'm drawn to, not drawn to, what I feel in myself when I'm in the mirror of that person, like that is self-discovery, mm. you know, yeah. in life. doesn't have to always be like, def- you know, books, great, great. You know, that's fine. Meditation is great. But it's, again, it's like we need to get out in life. We need to take action. You need to meet people. You need to connect. We need to do things. We need to be surrounded by community that can support us in that, you know, in life, not in the book, in the head. Yeah knowing all the things like I'm so good at masculine feminine polarity like I know all the things you know I've wrote learned the whole history of 
all the things, but it's like out in life. Mm. Yeah, I love that. For me, it's just about um, meeting yourself with a level of intimacy that you desire and committing to being authentic, you know, committing to telling the truth, even when your voice is shaking and you feel like you're going to vomit because you're like, I don't know why I'm about to tell this person this because this feels so wrong and bad and they're going to shame me for it and blah, 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 and all the fucking stories and all the contraction and your body's like, no, this doesn't feel good to tell them. Open your mouth and speak your truth. Yeah. And just make sure that you're not blaming and shaming that you're like coming from, I feel this way. I don't need you to fix me or do anything about this. I just want to be heard and seen in this. Yeah. Yeah. And just that point there, like it just reminded me of a client session I ran with a client yesterday. And the key for her is really around speaking her truth is, is bringing her power out in her throat and, and the bit around as well around manifesting that partner or in business, you know, like, we cannot call anything and bring anything into our life unless we speak our truth. Like the power of our voice and speaking our truth every moment has this ripple effect where that person hears that and sees you differently. That person hears that and go, oh, wow, you do that for work. That person sees that and goes, wow, they're inspiring. I want to get to know them. Like, you know, so again, rather than seeking out and trying to like pull and bring in, again, self-discovery, empowered, speak into the world we become the magnetizing the attract like the things come to us that are a reflection for the match of the vibration that we're in Mm. so you speak your truth and you think you're speaking your truth but you get a whole bunch of negative stuff back maybe it's not the truth grounded in the heart Mm. maybe it's a truth from the head again that bookie stuff maybe you need to go a layer deeper (laughs) <laughs> and actually and actually feel what's going on <laughs> yeah because it's like when we're not feeling when we're not connected to our feeling body and we're denying that then we're creating energetic barriers and walls to intimacy whether that be with our family friends anything when we're not being fully authentic and being like hey I feel like this or when you said that this is what arose in me you know and we're not doing that then there's a wall yeah, we need to pull down the walls and let ourselves be seen in all of it and learn how to love and accept ourselves in all of it to be able to create intimacy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty good place to finish up. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Is there anything? Um, I'll drop your, um, your handles and all of that in the comment section of the podcast, but is there anything you feel mm. to share to, to finish up? Ah, yeah just you know if anyone listened to all this or just all the things like so even just trust that that integrates in the body like trust the subconscious takes what it needs and don't even keep seeking from now it's just like pause and just come into the heart and it's like that is the truth so beautiful thanks for coming on and sharing all your wisdom with us today (laughs) you're welcome thanks for having me and sharing all yours as well it's beautiful dynamic combo Mm, such a pleasure